Hey everyone, and welcome to An Academic's Life. I am your host, Genesee Carter, and I just want to talk to you guys a little bit. I'm sitting in my office getting ready to go teach my graduate pedagogy class, and I've just, I've just been feeling like I've hit a mental roadblock once we came into October um, just like a creative mental roadblock, like my brain feels tired, my eyes feel tired, I don't want to look at any screens. And I went to my acupuncturist yesterday who is a former career nurse who spent her career in nursing and decided she wanted to learn about Eastern medicine and acupuncture and so she runs a clinic with another career nurse who left nursing to basically dovetail um, Eastern and Western medicines together. And we do a little bit of intake, like she checks in with how I'm doing, my body, m mentally, eating, sleeping, emotions, all of that kind of stuff before I go in to get acupuncture and one of the things that I was telling her is I feel like I'm not doing enough to move myself forward in the creative projects that I want to work on. And I feel like my brain is stuck and tired and I'm feeling frustrated about that. And she looked at me and she said, you're doing enough. <laughs> and I said, kind of sarcastically, but kind of seriously, I said, but if I don't keep on moving forward, like actively moving forward, how do I know that I'm growing and changing? And she looked at me dead seriously and she said, you are here. You are actively growing and changing. You are here. You're talking about your experiences. You're going to get acupuncture and take a little nap and you are growing and changing. And I said, but aren't aren't us academics always good at the buts? We're just, you know, when people tell us that we're doing enough, we always just want to say, but, but. So I had my but for her. And I said, but all through graduate school, all of my professors have always said, if you're not working on three articles at a time or two or three or four articles at a time in a cycle, you, you're just going to stall out in research. And she said, you're doing enough. Like, what if you can actually just stop chasing after everything and believe that what you are doing is enough? And I said, I don't, I don't feel like it. And we just kind of, we kind of left it at that. But last night as I was going to sleep, I, one of the things that I realized is I'm really struggling, I think, with the change from summer to fall. And I had kind of a, a mini epiphany here. I realized that as the everything is getting darker, it's getting colder, the aspens have all turned yellow, their leaves are all yellow, and there's some trees, I don't know what, what they are, but are like bright red and orange and they're just gorgeous colors. And it reminds me that the year is ending. It reminds me 
that 2022 is ending and 2023 is going to start. And for whatever reason, when I realize that the year is ending, then I start feeling stressed out that I have not accomplished enough. And I, I don't know where this mindset is coming from, but I feel like I could put two and two together because in the spring, I feel really motivated. In the summer, I feel like I have, because work is different for me in the summer, I feel like I have time for my brain to breathe through ideas. And then in the fall, when everything gets darker and colder and the year starts to end, I just start like getting really extra tough on myself. And the inner criticisms come out and the negative speak comes out. And I, I start thinking about like wistfully all of the things that I wanted to accomplish in 2022 as if what I have accomplished already is not enough. So I title this episode, Supposedly It's Okay to Rest, sarcastically, but also seriously because aren't we doing enough? Like, what is it? What is the psychology in which the end, the year starts ending and then we feel like we've not done enough? And I'm trying to learn more about how I effectively function through the seasons. I'm trying to get more in tune with the seasons. Growing up in California, we really just didn't have seasons. It's just, it's still 90 degrees back in my hometown. And here in Colorado, it's a lovely 70 something today, but it's getting, it's getting colder. And I'm just trying to be aware of how time moves and how the seasons move because I'm trying to get more grounded and more aware. But I'm also just trying to be aware of my bursts of creativity or how exercise changes for me during the seasons, like now that it is not blasting hot, I'm starting to pick up running again and I'm still doing horseback riding. Um, But thinking about how we change, I think it's important. It It is hard, I think, for me and for many people like me when we, when we are attuned to the semester clock or the quarter clock, we think about everything in terms of like academic deadlines or grading deadlines or when um, classes start and classes end. And I forget <laughs> that the seasons and the time changes and the weather and the change of changing of eating, like now I'm wanting to eat soups and stews and warm things. Whereas last week I was wanting, you know, fresh fruit and cold vegetables. So like even how we eat and what we wear and how we sleep changes and being aware of that. But then also the other layer is how do we feel with the year ending? And maybe some of you don't feel the way that I do. Maybe you don't feel like pressure to do 700 additional things. Maybe the end of the year for you is 
exciting and reflective of how far you've come. And I think that's what we need to do. We need, we really need to just create a list of everything that we've done this year to remind ourselves of all of the amazing changes that we've made professionally, personally, creatively, as a friend, as a sibling, as a partner, as a human being, how we've grown. And then I was just, I was thinking about all of this because it becomes like one gigantic mess in my brain or like a, a ball of, a tangled ball of yarn in my brain that I'm just trying to detangle. And I, I'm looking at this book that I signed in graduate school, my graduate school class called How Learning Works, Seven Research-Based Principles for Smart Teaching. And it has five authors, but the lead author is Susan A. Ambrose. And this is a interdisciplinary, multidisciplinary book about how learning works. And I've been thinking about prior knowledge. And so the book starts with how students come in or learners come in to our classrooms with prior knowledge and how are we gonna build on that prior knowledge. Where I'm going with this is prior knowledge and the inaccurate prior knowledge that we have about ourselves. So let me briefly read about this because it's all related, friends. Okay, so prior knowledge will not support new learning if it is insufficient or inappropriate for the task at hand. But what if it is downright wrong? Research indicates that inaccurate prior knowledge, in other words, flawed ideas, beliefs, models, or theories, can distort new knowledge by predisposing students to ignore, discount, or resist evidence that conflicts with what they believe to be true. And then there's like, seven citations following. Some psychologists explain this distortion as a result of our striving for internal consistency. Gosh, the wheel of the year, the cycle of the year. For example, Vosandiu and Brewer, 1987, found that children reconcile their perception that the earth is flat with formal instructions stating that the earth is round by conceiving of the earth as a pancake, circular but with a flat surface. In other words, children, like all learners, try to make sense of what they are learning by fitting it into what they already know or believe. Inaccurate prior knowledge can be corrected fairly easily if it consists of relatively isolated ideas or beliefs that are not embedded in the larger conceptual models. Research indicates that these sorts of beliefs respond to refutation. In other words, students will generally revise them when they are explicitly confronted with contradictory explanation and evidence. Even more integrated, yet nonetheless flawed, conceptual models may respond to refutation over time if the individual inaccuracies they contain are refuted systematically. However, some kinds of inaccurate prior knowledge called misconceptions are remarkably resistant to correction. Misconceptions are models or theories that are deeply embedded in students' thinking. 
Many examples have been documented in the literature, including naive theories in physics, such as the notion that objects of different masses fall at different rates. Folk psychology myths, for example, that blind people have more sensitive hearing than sighted people, or that a good hypnotist can command total obedience, and stereotypes about groups of people. Okay, and then they go on about the challenges of refuting misconceptions. Okay, where am I going with this? Well, if we have inaccurate prior knowledge, which includes flawed ideas, beliefs, models, or theories about ourselves, about how far we've come, about what we should accomplish by the end of 2022, um, whatever those, those flawed beliefs or knowledge that we have about ourselves, whether that is ingrained through our inner critic, whether that's how we were raised, whether that's, you know, however we have those flawed beliefs about ourselves, it can be hard to change, but it can be done. And really awareness and repetition of information or the truth is important. And this is why therapists telling us the same thing that we need to hear over and over and over again can be very helpful towards creating new beliefs that we can build upon and move forward with. But it's also why we need to remind ourselves and engage in reflection and put pull these pieces together for ourselves. What's going on with these internal pressures? What's going on with, for me, the end of the year and it being October and starting to feel all this stress in my body around, oh, all these things that I wanted to accomplish and geez, I must be a loser if I didn't get them done. And... What are we going to do with that information? It is our inaccurate prior knowledge that we need to correct, that I need to correct in myself. And having that awareness, I think, is the number one place to start. If you don't know what your inaccurate prior knowledge is, how can you correct it? You can't really, unless you have people in your life who are helping you or unless you have those realizations. So... I would say at this point, what are we, week eight, week nine of the semester? Who knows? I've already forgotten where we are. We are in October. What are some of those stories that you're telling about yourself at this point in the year? Are you starting to feel anxious about the year coming to a close like I am? Do you need someone in your life to tell you, you have done enough. You are growing and changing every single day. You do not need to have three or four articles constantly in a psych cycle. I'm trying to think of the word circulation, cyclicalness of the writing process to get it done. Maybe it is okay to rest because we are still growing and changing. I'm going to change that. It's not just maybe it's okay. We need to. We need to see how far we've come and we need to give ourselves a break. And I don't know, friends, it's really hard when you're in graduate school and you have deadlines and you have to revise your articles and you have all these pressures, like when your brain and your eyeballs are tired, that is very hard. And so I would recommend finding as many people in your life who could support you. Go to acupuncture. 
go to a yoga class, go swimming, go for a walk, call and talk to a friend, set timers on your phone to get away from your computer screen and to get away from your phone screen and your TV screen. You're going to have to figure out what works for you. But I am having to remind myself, and I feel like I'm going to have to remind myself this every year, probably for the rest of my life, that just because the end end of the year is a couple months away does not mean that I need to buy in to this pressure around keeping track and judging myself for what I have or have not accomplished this year. I'm going to say that again. We do not need to judge ourselves for what we have not accomplished this year. And there's here's the silly thing about the inner critic and these this false prior knowledge is our brain tells us like, oh my gosh, you better get on that. It's October. Listen, so much can still be accomplished between now and the end of the year if we want to do it, if we need to do it, when we give ourselves the, the grace and the freedom to do it. But if we are mentally beating ourselves up and feeling bad about ourselves every single day, we're not going to be productive. We're not going to have that creative inspiration to move forward. So I just, I just want to remind you, like, don't, don't get caught up in any kind of end of year crap like I am. And it is important to recognize how we have grown and changed every day even if we are resting, even if we are scrolling Reddit, even if we're hanging out with friends, we are growing and changing because we are being open to new ideas. We are being self-reflective. We're giving our brain space to process information. What I really need to do is write down in a journal everything that I have accomplished to be proud of myself, to remember what I've accomplished this year and not get hung up and just tell my brain, nope, you're wrong. I've done all these things. It is great. I've done all these things this year. Above all, friends, listen to my acupuncturist. It is okay to rest. It is okay to take a break because we are still growing and changing. All right, have a great week. Write some positive affirmations down. Write down what you have accomplished and what you, and that is not just to-do items. That is, I walked a mile today. I stretched for three minutes today. I'm getting less angry about this situation in my life for, you know, I, I remembered to drink water and I didn't only drink coffee. Right? So the, how we are growing and changing doesn't need to just be academic tasks. It's all the other pieces of us that are important too. All right. I will talk to you guys later. Bye.